we all have issues. I was sharing that with somebody just yesterday. And, uh, and so just know that we're, we're in this together. And so anytime I bring a message, anytime I, I say anything, understand that I'm speaking to all of us, not only, uh, not to you, but to me and us, uh, all of us. And, and so as I bring this message, I, 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 wanna, I just want you to just get your heart prepared. I believe that God wants to speak to us today. Uh, we've been on a series of series, and we're talking about what it takes to become a, a committed uh, disciple, fully committed disciple, and that's a process. It's, it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens with just a decision making. It starts there, but it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, we're on a series right now called uh, Affectionately Serve with Excellence. And the reason I say that is that uh, that's one of the characteristics of a disciple is to affectionately, with all your heart, serve God, serve people with excellence. And so uh, many, many people may not understand that, uh, that you and I are called to excellence we're called to reflect here, God here on this earth, and He is a God of excellence. And so, uh, I wanna, I wanna just break open the the bread of life and uh, let God speak to us today and see what He has to say. Would you allow me the privilege of doing that? I want to start out with uh, with a passage of scripture that we've been using. Uh, and uh, but before we do that, uh, even though it's thrown on the screen because my guys are quick, man, they're good. Uh, they're sharp. I want to introduce the title, and it's this, Living a Life of, of Courage. Uh, one of the things that I discovered in, in uh, examining the word in the Greek of excellence and what it means is it, one of the meanings is, is courage. Uh, we've discovered that it also means integrity. It also means... Uh, uh, character. We talked about that last week, but we're going to look and we're going to see that it takes courage to be a person of excellence. And in uh, in in one of I I think one of the reasons why people maybe not uh, are not living to that level of excellence in their life is because they they may be lacking courage. And I'm hoping that this is going to be an encouraging uh, message that's going to challenge us not to stay where we're at. God's got too much potential for us, and uh, we don't want to live beneath that potential. So, uh, Matthew chapter 28, it says, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say, Teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. And so we're commissioned by God to go make disciples of all people. To make disciples of all people. So, you know, there's a difference between being made something and something that is born. We're born through believing. After we're born in believing, we become the disciple that he wants us to be made. And that's a process. It's called maturity. It's called developing. And we develop into this. And some people are maybe stunt in their development. 
and they haven't moved beyond where they're at. They've accepted life to be how it is, and, and they've not challenged themselves. And so today, I am going to be that person that's going to challenge you. Is that okay? And so I want to challenge you today. And, uh, and, and so we're going to jump into uh, Philippians chapter 1. And it says this, And I pray that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself great, in greater depth, in real knowledge, in practical insight, so that you may learn to recognize and treasure what is excellent, identifying the best, distinguishing moral differences, and that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, actually living lives that lead others away from sin, filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, so that his glory may be both revealed and recognized. So with that being said and that being read, I want to give you a a, a statement here that I I believe that uh, excellence is all about and what it means to be a person of courage. First of all, let me give you this statement. Courage is an inward ability and strength to say and do the right thing regardless of the cost. That's what courage is. It's, it's saying and doing the right thing regardless of the cost, whatever it takes to, to do the right thing. I, I believe that's excellence. And, and I think it, it, it continues to uh, bring that out in Scripture. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race. Thank God we're chosen. A royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchase, special people, that you may set forth the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and the virtues and the perfections of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Let me give you another statement. It's this, courage is an inward ability and strength to produce and to have the best life possible. Don't you agree with that? Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants us to not only produce, but to have the best life possible. I believe that God and others deserve our best life. I believe that one of the reasons why he wants us to live at, a, at our potential in him is because it, it, other people deserve it. He deserves us living. He paid a great price for us to have the best life. He didn't pay a price that he paid just so that we could get by and so that we could be average like every other other person here on this earth. He came that we would live out our potential here on this earth. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and and so what we need to do is we need to quit we need to quit allowing things in our life that allows us to to stay average and start challenging our lives to be everything that God wants us to be, to be at our best. To be the best us that we could possibly be. Not to be like somebody else, but to be the best us. To be the best you. If you can be the best you, then other people are going to benefit. Other people are going to be better off because you're the best that you are able to be in your life. Does that make sense? And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about living a life of courage because it takes courage to live at your best. It takes courage to live at the potential that God has for you. And I know, and I, I, I want to restate this. I want to reiterate this. I know that you got stuff going on in life. 
I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying, uh, I don't want to be uh, insensitive towards the things that you're, that's going on in your life, but can I tell you, with all honesty, everybody has stuff. Everybody has issues, everybody's going through some things, and so you can, you, 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 you can allow your problems to become your, your focus, or you can allow your purpose to be your focus. And if your purpose is your focus, then your problems are not a problem. But if your problem is your focus, then your problems become your purpose. And so we need to live beyond, we need to live beyond our problems, because all of us have them. We all got stuff going on in our lives. But we got to see that there's a great calling on our lives, there's great things that God has for our lives, and we've got to go beyond it. So what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about courage, living a life of courage. First of all, courage is this, it's, it's the, the, the courage to answer. It's the courage to answer because God's calling. I want to go back to 1 Peter, except I want to read it in a different version. I love I loved the message uh, version of this in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. It says, you are, you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for a high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and to speak out for him, to tell others the night and day, day difference he made for you from nothing to something from rejected to accepted. Isn't that good? And, and we're, we're called. God's calling He's calling all of us. We are all chosen and he's calling all of us, but we need to have the courage to answer. There's a lot of people that are not answering. And and you know how it is. Some of you have done this to me, where I've called you and you saw me and it was on on your phone, you saw my name and you didn't answer. (laughs) Happened this week, I'm sure. Isn't that right? No guilt. No condemnation. Because I've done that to you too. Yeah. Husband and wife do it, you know. So. Oh, it's only rusty. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> but Jesus chose and he called his disciples. And his disciples became a disciple. They were made into the disciples because they answered the call. They had the courage to say yes. They had the courage to go ahead and receive that call. See, sometimes when you receive a call, you're kind of concerned about what the other person wants. You're kind of concerned about what their, their ask may be. And so, therefore, you just, you just don't answer the call. And so, you're trying to sleep, yeah. And so, we want we wanna to want, answer the call. And listen, we're all on a journey. Everyone's on a journey. And, and as I was reflecting back on me finally answering the call, there's, there's some different things that takes place in this journey that God has us on. That, or at least that he wants to take place that... That uh, that maybe not taking place in your life that we're on this journey that we're on. Uh, first of all, he wants us to experience life. He wants us to experience his him, who he is. What who, you know, he wants us to come to know him. Yeah. To experience life is to know him. 
And too many people haven't experienced it. I remember there was a time, I was telling somebody today uh, that they were, at, they were inviting some people and they didn't, were unable to make it. I said, don't give up on them. Keep asking. Because there was a guy that, man, he was like, he was always asking, asking me to go to church, asking me to go to church, asking me to go to church. And man, I just tell him no. And sometimes I'd cuss at him because that's what I did in those days. Because that was part of my vocabulary, cussing. And, and, and so I would, I would just, you know, I was just like, no, I'm not going. Shut up. Quit asking me yeah. with other choice words. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, but one day, one day, the Holy Spirit was working in me. I didn't know that. He was working on me. And one day, I said, yes, I answered the call. Amen. And that was the day that I experienced life. I experienced the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that day radically changed my life. That was the beginning of my journey. Every one of us need to experience life on a continual basis. Really, honestly, on a daily basis, we need to experience life. And then after that, I needed to find some freedom because I still had some issues. And I know, I know what you're thinking. You still got issues. I do. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't have the issues that I had before. And I probably don't have the issues like you have. And I probably don't have as many issues as you have. Because I'm letting God deal with my issues. And I needed to find good saves. I, I, need, I, I, needed, I needed to find some freedom. And five days after... Five days after asking Jesus Christ to become the Lord and Savior of my life, five days after, I asked God to deliver me. But first, before I did that, I asked him, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. I want all of you, God. That was part of my journey that some of you have not yet to experience you need the power of the Holy Spirit in living in you. And that day, I had been an alcoholic for years and years and years and had been doing drugs and that type of stuff, smoking, nicotine. Had an, I was addicted to it. And that day, not only God baptized me in his Holy Spirit. You need to know more about that. Come up here after service when we're praying. Uh, we have some teams up here that will help you through that. But that day, I got filled and I got delivered Instantly, God delivered me. He set me free. It was part of my freedom. He set me free from anger. Not that day. That took some time. It was easier for God to deliver me of alcohol and nicotine and, and drugs than anger. Isn't that horrible? And some of you know what I'm talking about because you are an angry person. And, and, and there's some other things that it took some time to deliver me of. And so I needed to experience life. I needed to find freedom. I needed to discover my purpose. Thank God I got connected with a church immediately that helped me to discover that purpose. I got involved. I went through our, their growth track, their, their version of a growth track. Immediately got involved in serving on an usher team. I started and uh, got involved in a, uh, a small group. It wasn't within months. I started leading the group, and I didn't know squat. I didn't even know when I got, I received Christ into my life, I didn't know the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. I mean, I didn't have any church background to speak of. Didn't have any. 
I was a good old 100% heathen. I loved sinning. You know, understand what I'm saying? And then I discovered my purpose. Rock my world. And, that was a, and that's been a process. It's still a process. Do you know that statistically 87% of people will never discover their, their purpose? They're like the children of Israel the, that, that wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. A whole generation died off. There'll be people that will walk through this earth, never discover their purpose. They will live and they will go through this earth, in this journey on this earth, and they will die never ever entering into their purpose. And I'm going to tell you, here's your purpose. The bottom line, it, it may involve a lot of different things. It may involve doing what I'm doing here. It may involve ushering. It may involve a number of different things that our dream team does. But I'm going to tell you what your purpose is. Love God, love people. Amen. Your purpose is that simple. Amen. If you'll just love people, you'll give your life for, for, for them if you'll just do whatever it takes to help them to know God, to uh, find freedom, discover their purpose, and help them to enter into what God has for them, if you'll do that, that's your purpose. Amen. I don't care what, you're, what you do, that's your purpose. You just love God and love people. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. But you've got to answer. God's calling. Yes. If you don't answer, then you'll never discover it. And then finally, I just, I, you know, I, I've started making a life-giving difference. That's the, the other part of what God has for me, is to make a life-giving difference. And I'm still doing that. This morning, I'm, I have the privilege of being able to do that in what I'm doing. But that happens in a variety of different ways. We got, we got ushers and greeters and uh, children's workers and all kinds of different people. Worship team, uh, back in the back, they're working right now, they're uh, running sound and video and all that kind of it all happens it makes a life giving difference yes. and it doesn't just happen on Sunday it, help, it happens throughout the week as you're living for God and letting God use you in the lives of others by the way if you're a believer you're a b- part of the body of Christ when Jesus ascended he he he, he delegated his ministry to his spiritual body here on this earth. And so the things that he did, we do now. We pray for the sick. We, we, we do all those different things. All right? I, I went a little too far, too little long on that. But I just want you to understand that you got to have the courage to answer. I know you may not know what's going to, going, uh, God's going to say once you answer. But don't ever be scared of God. It's a, it's a rocking life. It's an awesome life to follow him. Sec- secondly, you need the courage. Let's throw that up to fight. Because it's a fight. It's a fight. The devil doesn't like you. He, can I tell you, it doesn't matter if you answer or not, he still doesn't like you. Isn't that right? He's still going to pick on you. He's still going to throw stuff your way. It doesn't matter whether you receive Jesus. Well, some people, well, it's so hard to live for Jesus. No, it's harder to live without him. The ways of a transgressor, transgressor are hard. It's harder to live without him. But I'm going to tell you why so many people don't fulfill what God has for them. 
They're not, they're not really willing to fight. We're in a fight, guys. Every one of us are in a fight. Let me, let me just share a scripture with you. 1 Timothy 6.12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life, to which you were also called and confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Everything moving forward. If you've been around here, you've heard me say it. Everything, everything moving forward has resistance. So if you're moving forward with God, there's going to be resistance. It's going to, the enemy's going to come at you. Doesn't matter how, how many right things people say, well, why, why did this happen? They're so good. They're such a good Christian. You live in this world, you're going to have some problems. You live in this world, there's going to be some issues. You're going to, and why did God do that? Or why did God allow it? Not everything that happens on this earth is God. There's a devil that's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came to bring life and give it more abundantly. And by the way, some of the things is because you do it. Or I do it. It's self-inflicted. And then we blame it on God. It's like, God, why, are my, why, why am I broke? Why? It's because you don't know how to control your spending. You, you understand what I'm saying, guys? But on the flip side of the coin, sometimes it's just an attack. And you've got to fight. And you've got to have the courage to fight. You've got to have the courage to stand up. Uh, back on March the 29th, this is the first time I've brought this public. I haven't said anything. Some of you are going to hear it for the very first time. It isn't that I was keeping it from you. It's just that I was waiting for the right time. Because I'm very transparent in my life. March the 29th, we, uh, which is on a Friday, we had a, uh, a guy and his family that were going to be coming in Saturday morning that we were going to interview, and we did. Uh, that weekend also we had Pastor Ron McKee that was going to be speaking, and we did. We had that happen. That Friday morning, uh, which was the second time that week that I had gone to uh, see Heather Grace's dad in the hospital. And uh, his uh, kidneys had shut down. He had been on dialysis, so it was a very serious, serious thing. And so earlier that week I had gone and seen him, prayed over him, and just felt the need to go and, and do the same on that Friday morning. So my wife and I went to the hospital and, and, uh, and was there with, uh, with uh, Heather's dad. And I believe, was it, uh, Heather was there, was, uh, do you remember who else was there? Was, there, was it, uh, okay, and Heather's mom? Okay. Uh, and so we were, we were there. And, uh, and it was about 9 o'clock in the morning, I believe, somewhere around there. And uh, I don't care for hospitals. I don't like hospital visitation. I, I get a little nauseous uh, sometimes around it. And, uh, and I'll do it, especially if it's serious. And if I don't come to see you, uh, that may be one of the reasons why. 
Uh, and other than that, uh, I, another thing is is that we have small group leaders, and that's why they're here. They're here to pastor you and care for you and love you. And your small group's supposed to rally around you when you're you're sick. And if it's serious, I'll I'll definitely make my way over there if if, if all possible. But um, but I start feeling nauseous and started getting hot, and so I sat down, sat down on the chair and. And when I did, I, I passed out and started, uh, I don't know, seizing a little bit. And so they put me in the hospital. <laughs> they, they rushed me down and, and kept me in there, and, and they wanted to keep me all weekend. And I said, no, can't do it, and uh, got too much going on. And so anyway, they started doing a number of tests. Uh, during that time, they did a CAT scan. They did a chest X-ray, an EKG. They shoved an IV in me and started, uh, you know, just putting some fluids in me and just making sure that I was hydrated. And and then, uh, and then they said, the doctor said, uh, the ER doctor said, if you're going to, if you're going to be, uh, if I'm going to let you go, uh, you need to make sure that you jump on it and get checked out. I'm a man of the word. I believe in the word, but I, I told my wife, my wife pushed me and I know I'm very healthy. I, I, I jog, I run, I, I take, I eat right. I take care of myself, and uh, but I told my wife, I said I'll, I'll follow through, and so we jumped right on it Monday. And I, I think I went to a, a variety of different things that he put me through, that the doctor put me through. I think it was like six or seven different visits to different people. Uh, they uh, did a, they did a, um, um, what is it, a sonogram on my on my veins and my neck to make sure that everything was clear. They did a uh, they did a, um, a stress test on me, made sure that that worked out. Uh, they did a uh, made me wear a heart monitor for 24 hours. Uh, they did a which that, that sonogram was on my neck. Uh, MRI brain scan. They did a brain scan. Uh, did a blood workup. All that type of stuff. And I'm just speaking the word. I had no concern. I had the peace of God in me, just just all kinds. And I probably missed some stuff because it was several things uh, over and got right on it and jumped on it. Anyway, all, all that to say this is that we're in a fight. Amen. You can be doing all the right thing and, and, and you're, you, you know, you're still going to be attacked. And I know you're waiting. I'm, I'm perfectly healthy uh, the doctor brought me in after everything was done that he was ordered. Ordered. He said, "Don't know why that happened, but you're perfectly healthy." You're, he says, "If you're," he said, "If you're going to go, it's good, it's because God's going to take you." And I said, "Well, God's not." And so, anyway, he says, "You're perfectly healthy." I mean, I'm like perfectly healthy. Like all my blood work, everything, all my cholesterol, everything. I mean, everything's great shape. Just so, just know that. And by the way, thank you guys. I know some, uh, some of you or a number of you pray for me on a regular basis. Thank you so much for that. Because I, we're all in a fight. And, and, and if we're going to fulfill what God has for us, and if we're going to be a person of excellence and be at our best, because that's what we're talking about today. Have the courage to be at our best, to be a person of excellence. Then we're going to have to have the courage to fight. And you're going to have to fight. And you're going to have to, well, I don't like to fight. Well, you're going to lose. You better, you better roll up your sleeves and you better, you better fight the good fight of faith. There's a fight to fight. 
And I don't care who you are, what you're, you know, you, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna have a fight. And, and and by the way, you're on. And if it ain't a physical fight, there's an enemy that's fighting for your attention. He's fighting for your affection. He's fighting for your actions. He wants he wants to consume your life, so that you're not reaching your potential. That so that you're not at your best. Is that making sense? All right, so, so we got to have the courage to fight. Let me give you one more thought before closing. We need to, we need to have the courage to achieve. God's called us to, to, to uh, advance the kingdom of God, to be kingdom builders in our life and through our life. He's called us to do that. Second Timothy, let me read this to you, Second Timothy 4, 7. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. You know, we have a race to run. We have a a course to finish. We're on a journey. God wants us to finish it. And uh, you, you and I need to be challenged. We put too much stock on this, this temporal life that we have. Rusty calls it a bleep on the radar. It's just here and it's gone. It's scripture. Scripture calls it a vapor, and, and this life that we're living is only very short, and we can't get caught up on a bunch of stuff that don't even matter, that has no eternal value. We need to get caught up. Last night, believe it or not, as I, in my dream, you can believe it, but anyway, in my dream. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I don't know why we do that, right? Let me tell you the truth. You know, I'm, I'm, it's like I, I, the rest of the time I'm lying to you, but right now I want to tell you the truth. <laughs> I don't know why we say that. But last night I dreamed that I was challenging you on this. And, and, I, and so I saw myself coming to you today and challenging you with everything that's in me to, to quit living a lesser life and to live the best life that you possibly can because people need you, desperately need you. They need you at your best. Yes, you're in a fight, but fight that fight and go on. Don't let that fight that you're fighting become your purpose in your life. Let the kingdom of God be your purpose. Let people in the kingdom of God, that's people, guys. It's people. They not only need to be saved, but they need to be taken through that journey. They not only need to experience life, they need to find freedom, discover their purpose, and help them to make a life-giving difference with their lives. And we need to help people do that. Far too many people just living and existing and just getting through and just just uh, you know just just uh, just nothing they're just wandering with their life and god wants us to know that we are his people chosen by him for such a time as this to reach and make an impact in people's lives not only here in tyler but around the world and we're doing that and we, we need to quit involving and engaging in things that don't make any kind of difference in our lives.
what causes us to be take, have that courage to press forward and to, to it, achieve or advance the kingdom of God. I believe fear is a great thing that holds people back. I believe fear is something that we need to deal with, that we must, uh, we must knock in the head if we're going to move forward. It's one step at a time that you discover what God has for you. But if you make love the center of why you do what you do, then it doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's because you love God, because you love people. That's why you take the steps. Amen? Amen? Amen. I remember, I remember uh, when I started out in ministry, I, uh, one of the f- first times I was evaluated by a minister, he told me, he was my pastor, he told me he was in a, a small group, and, and our small groups were uh, a lot different than our groups. Uh, our small groups were basically many services. We would preach a message, and, and then after that, we would discuss it among each other. And, uh, and he came in, and he sat in on, on one of my small groups. Again, I was a young Christian. I didn't know much. And, uh, but he sat in, and he says, have you ever recorded yourself after? And I said, no, I hadn't. No, I haven't. He says, record yourself. That's all he told me. And I recorded myself, and it, it stunk so bad I couldn't finish listening to it. It was so bad. I, there's nobody more critical than yourself. And it helped me, it helped me to be a better communicator. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I, it's, but I, I, did, I didn't allow the fear of how I sounded to keep me from taking the next step. I just kept taking steps. I just kept developing. I just kept moving forward. And by the way, you may not be called to do what I'm doing here, but you are called to reach people for Christ. You're called to love people. You're called to help people in their journey, the journey of, of, of experiencing life, finding freedom, discovering their purpose, and making a life-giving difference. You, all of us are called to that. Whether you're on, you own a business or you work for somebody else, we ought to be there on mission. Lord, just use me in the lives of people. And as you'll do that, you can make a difference. It's greater than you could ever imagine. So I'm calling you. As Jesus called his disciples, get in the game. Get off the bleachers and get in the game. Some of you today, maybe that next step is, is you, need a, you need to sign up for baptism. Next month, uh, first Sunday of the month, we have water baptism. Maybe the next thing for you to do is go through our growth track. Step one, today, you need to get in there and take that step. Whatever that step may be, a small group. Maybe you're already a part of the dream team and you haven't led a small group and you need to lead a small group or you have led it and you need to get back in the game in leading one. I don't know what it is. Do you, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Whatever it is, get in the game. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for challenging us to be at our best at all times. I pray for those that are here. I know that you're speaking. I know that you're talking. You always do. And I pray, Lord, that you would just cause whatever it is that you're saying to each and every person you would just cause us, Lord, to move into action. 
Lord, you'd said not to be a hearer only, but to be a doer. We don't want to just hear your voice. We want to be a doer of your voice. And so, Lord, give them courage. Help them to have the courage to move forward. And I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking.